Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Warning, the following program is the officially sanctioned podcast where three friends talk about the show about four friends who compete to embarrass each other. Who compete to embarrass each other. Who compete to embarrass each other. Bastille Day. Mm. Did we miss that? Is that was that? Well, technically, we're doing it right now. Wednesday, we're recording. Today is Bastille Day, July fourteenth. Oh. Mm-hmm. Getting jiggy with this Bastille shit as we are yep. over here. But yeah, so but when they listen, this will be a belated Bastille Day. Now, J- James, did you know that because it because it's like you are you are the Bastille fan, or you just was just chance that you saw that on a calendar? Uh, I I knew that it was the fourteenth, and I just so happened to see that uh, we're recording on the 14th right uh you know I, i'm a bit of a francophile of french culture ran the paris uh-huh. marathon uh wow. 2010 yeah for all yeah it was beautiful uh so yeah uh I, you know i know a little bit about bastille day wow that's really impressive i, I the, running a, a marathon alone for me is impressive if you could do that i've never done it so, but the fact that you did it in another country, you don't even know what the altitudes are like. You just went for it. Let me tell you this: Paris Marathon is pretty much a pancake. Highly recommend it. Very flat. Ooh. You, do you, do you mean when you say when you say pancake? Do you mean it's like a it's like a crepe? I think you should probably say it's. Ah, you're right. <laughs> I'm not that big of a francophile. Thank you. Yeah, it's more of a crepe, a bit of a crepe walk. Um, but yeah, uh, to tie it into Joker's, I remember thinking when Murr did the marathon, mm-hmm. like just like the run over the Brooklyn Bridge. I remember pitching like he should run a full marathon. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he can do it. Like, let's just enter him in one one day and he can do it. And this is in my mind, like doable because I used to run in college and for this the Paris one, I didn't really train, it was, but it was just a couple of years after college for me. And I was like, yeah, I think he could do it. And then recently I hadn't like run in like five years. I recently started to run and it's really hard <laughs> if you haven't done it in a while. I don't think you can just do nothing for five plus years or a lifetime in Murray's case. And then uh, just run a marathon. Yeah, it would have been very hard. So I'm happy they didn't do that. It would have killed him in those shoes too. The shoes that's like shoes oversized near shoes. Impossible. That's, yeah. That, I wonder if anyone's ever like run a marathon in clown shoes. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. People do weird things. Like people do it like, while juggling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, like in all sorts of weird costumes. Like you'll see like a Darth Vader run a marathon that, every now and that's then. cool that's pretty fun yeah wow yeah that yeah i mean you got to spice it up if you've won a few marathons and there's no way you're like winning the marathon <laughs> it's like you better have fun I, I like how in this scenario someone that's won a few already and they're like you know what let me spice it up let me win one in a darth suit this time <laughs> agree and really just showboating yeah and maybe kind of like high step on the way in you know, kind of like an imperial march i mean think about babe ruth right he hit so many home runs he started pointing to where he wanted the home run to go yeah no one ever talks about like the times that he didn't get a home run and pointed 
<laughs> like <laughs> Babe Ruth would probably point sometimes and then not get a home run. And everyone was like, all right, babe, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing. He's just like, I was pointing at like uh, my mom. Was yeah, I was stands. saying hi to my mom. <laughs> Although I think famously an orphan. So, yeah. Uh, but hey, we're waking up over here on Bastille Day. Ruth, Ruth. Babe. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that's, that's <laughs> Babe Ruth's mom's name. I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to the official and practical jokers podcast. Wow. We're really, uh, we're going for it today. This is, we, we didn't really start until a couple of minutes into the podcast, but uh, that's what you get folks. Um, how are you guys feeling? Shay, how are you doing? I'm, I'm waking up. It's, it's a little early for me mm. not to be on set. Right. That's true. Yes. So, um, and we, we wrapped at like, well, you, you wrapped a little bit earlier, but we wrapped at like 1am. Mm. So by the time I got home and had to look for parking, because I'm in the city. Mm. It's like maybe 2.30, 3 o'clock for me. Whoa. But I love you guys, and I'm here. <laughs> we <laughs> love you. <laughs> Let's love do you. it. Yeah. Uh, New York City parking could be its own punishment. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it this episode, man, I, it's a weird one, right? I like it a lot. Let's just talk about it overall. Sure. We get like a, a crazy first turn. I, I love this first challenge, getting the Japanese investors coming in and all that. But we go into the second turn, we just get Mer. I know. That's uh, the second challenge is just a Mer challenge. It's and then, yeah, then into the Mer punt. A Mer punt. So it's almost like a, in some ways, it's almost like he has two punishments in in this episode. That's kind of the way you got to think yeah. of it. Although, you know, that first one, you get to hang out with that cool, I mean, that, that, that second challenge, he gets to hang out with that cool kid who's helping oh, with the dating oh, yeah. profile, but, but yeah, I, I, I guarantee there's going to be like some flack on, you know, some site or Twitter or on Reddit where people are like, that was barely an episode, but it's this regular length. Yes. It's, it's, you know, it'll feel short, but it's the regular length. <laughs> it's not like we're taking a minute, but the, yeah. I think part of it is like the first bit was so, there was so much there. I don't think they wanted to cut yeah. it down. So then the second challenge, I mean, you know, that really happened where Murr had such a bad yeah. score. They were like, okay, Sal's not even going to go. And then there, there should right. be, another side of that turn coming down the pike there should be two yes mm-hmm. more people will go the guys made other dating profiles we get to see them later on yeah uh in the season if you're wondering but they're just kind of like listen like we like again when you're like making up these episodes it's like well we have this one thing that's really long and really funny and like murray's just gonna lose so like what's the point of playing this out because murray often goes first that's another thing like yeah they do not a it. lot of days like like yeah like it, it appears differently in the cut like you know he might in the in the episode, sometimes he might go second, third, fourth, whatever. But like when we shoot for real, he usually is on the floor first. Yeah. So he started with a negative ten. And it's like, well, what if we just say that's it because no one else is going to get that bad, right? Uh, and that's kind of how that came about. It's definitely like a weird episode. I'm sure uh, wherever internet is sold, there will be uh, some <laughs> complaining about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> being like, well, I didn't get to see more Mer- or Joe turns or Sal or you know, Q. That's what you get when you get a first bit like this first challenge. Um, I love this concept. I, I knew the idea, but I was like, is this intro even going to describe what's going to happen? And so when they yes. talk about it, I was like, I think that people are going to be confused. Like I, I, Shay, you were there that day, so you knew it. But like when you were when you were rewatching this intro like uh, for this episode, was it clear to you? It wasn't clear. And what we usually do is we'll do the intro at the end mm. because even though we we like we you, we you guys sit down and you figure out like what the bit's going to be they change it mm-hmm. so we never know like the game that's played or or whatever it gets changed in the middle so it's good to do the the intro at the end which is probably what we should have did for this one so this was we this time we did the intro beforehand beforehand so yeah i just i, I mean it's you know it's once you start the the bit the guys are really good at being like oh by the way in case that intro is too clunky because we had like four lines to tell you what this what this whole challenge is going to be this is how it works <laughs> 
And and then like as you watch, you get it too. But I think it's they're 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 such good television minded people that are like yeah. like it, it, anybody can sit down in front of a TV like a, in a, you know a, an adult or an older person or a child and watch this. So like let's make it as easy as possible. Yeah, they're great at it, and they've gotten even better at it over the years. Like mm-hmm. oftentimes, like on set when we're watching them film, they'll talk about whether they got something for the edit or if, like to make sure they said something like you're saying, Casey, in the BTS. So the editors can use that to like cut it in to again reiterate yeah. the gameplay, especially for a weird yeah. game like this for the home audience. It it yeah, it's impressive when they do it. It actually, I guess, anecdote. It reminds me. I went to a taping of Fuller House oh. when that show came back. Remember mm-hmm. Full House yeah. came back and they did Fuller House. And I got to go to a taping because one of my buddies wrote for the show, and uh, I got to watch those actors do like a sitcom. I've never seen a sitcom get filmed before, and they're just so well trained and like they're so used to doing their their job and their craft like just to be able to reset and like the director will come out and just be like all right actually hit this mark hit like jump over here to like say it again and just say like do it like quicker like switch this to that hand and like they're just really fast at like being able to do things i don't know it, it's like kind of what you're saying case they're just pros right. and like it's fun to watch pros work and like just take in like a bunch of direction and like spit it out without even like a second notice because it's like when they're filming that show like they were just like all right one two takes we're done moving on to the next thing and like for us it's like obviously it's like we don't really get other takes in bts we we kind of get more time uh but right yeah it's just like really great to watch the guys like work and uh you know churn out that stuff to make it easily digestible uh for the fans at home yeah they're savvy with that stuff yeah like shay you work on a lot of different types of shows mm-hmm. and you have more onset experience than james and i combined mm-hmm. in terms of like them versus other talent like what are some differences well with them a lot of other talent are just talent mm. if that makes sense yeah. yeah go on they're more involved in the show because this is their baby yeah you know what i mean so they're more involved Gatto, I think, is one of he's a genius when it comes to filming and editing and his mind is just always going. So as we're filming the show, he's already thinking about edits and how it should be cut together. And so when you were saying um, how how they just come out and and put it together in the edits and and all that, Gatto, we have a well, we used to have a scripty. We don't have a scripty anymore because of COVID. We can't have with so many people on set. So we don't have a scripty anymore. But the scripty would just pretty much take down the notes that Gatto or or James or or Sal or I'm sorry, Prince Herb would um you, you know, uh, they would um whatever they would say, she would write it down and then Gatto would go back in the editing and kind of, you know, do his do his thing. But they're all very, very smart when it comes to film. They know where like I think Prince Herb is one of the funniest persons in the world, like people in the world. I think when it comes to to, to all four of them, he might be the funniest. Well, like he's, mm. yeah, I think what you mean is like the, he's, he's very like comedic savvy yes. and like he wants to push things forward yes. and make everything authentic and original. 100%. You know, I mean, they all do, but Sal's like the, the cop about it in a good mm-hmm. way. He's like, if, if this is like, if anything's like, another show like oh punk did this in 2007 you know like he'll know and be no, like yes. we can't we rip can't off do that. other things 100%. yeah and he's a, even in this challenge he's like the most stickler for the gameplay you can see he's really like letting mm-hmm. uh his mark answer for him mm-hmm. because like he just kind of looks mouth agape i thought he did a great job supporting the mark in, in like a very funny way but making sure that the mark answered because that, that was the game and so yeah. like he kind of just like would turn mouth agape at the mark and be like you wait for him to answer it was a great job i think this whole challenge like has a lot to it that 
I, I think an, this could be a pilot for a whole other t- television show. It's oh. it's an insane idea. Yeah. And this first mark, right? So it's so it's first of all, it's Murr, and then the guy's name I think was Cam. Cam, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, I'm like, this is the best possible version of this this challenge, like with this guy. I mean, everybody had their strengths. Yes. But this guy was like so gung ho, you know, immediately was like, you know, we're the second largest shoelace company. Like he knew. <laughs> and he he said we, like, so are we. Like, you know, he kept using we as, you know. I agree, man. Like when he went, I was like, it's not gonna get better than this. Why did it go first? Like, I was like, how does this go first? And then the next lady came out and she was awesome. Like it, mm. it, it was, yeah, I, I can't believe, but yeah, I loved Cam. I, 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 I agree. And I, I, th- I had the same thought. I was like, what's this going to, like, how are we going to top this? And then it was nice to see even a person like, uh, yeah, Beth, who was with Joe, uh-huh. you know, who said like, oh, I can't go to dinner tonight. I got to pick up my child. And then they had the investor say like, we're no longer interested. <laughs> and she's like, I'll go to dinner. <laughs> like, it's just, Great. that's so sweet. It's It was so fun to see like all of this stuff unfold. Yeah, it's definitely when Beth brought up the carcasses for Joe. <laughs> That was fantastic. I mean, that's that's the goal. That's the goal. I, well, and just like talk about the goal of the challenge for a second. So they had to agree to get them to go to dinner. Mm. Like again, this is season nine. If this was season whatever three or something, it would have been just to get the mark to opt in to sit at the table, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now the guys are like, all right, well, I'm positive we're going to get that, right? Yeah. And then. I'm probably also like going to be able to get them to like agree to things during the meeting and get them to play along. So it's like, let's just have it be this thing at the end of they have to agree to like a second location meetup. It's like, they're, they're like, we're already so good at the earlier parts of this that we can't even make that the goal. Basically. Right. It's just crazy. It's true. They're like, it's season nine. So like it's chess, not checkers at this point. Absolutely. I also just love what they did with the actors that were playing the overseas uh, investors yes. because there's so many, like, you know, Velcro killed my brother. <laughs> like I loved when uh, Gatto yeah. was like, um, he just said angry sidebar and they're all just yeah. kind of like, you know, kind of squabbling and like hitting the desk. Right. Uh, the actors are great. They were perfect. They nailed it. Derek Jeter. Like those things were like so fun to like have, you know, cause you know, at one point we, I, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, we kind of wanted to have different investors for every turn. There was a pitch where we would have German investors right. and we would have like, you know, Italian, like whatever it was each, just like there was a new company each time right. we would have different investors, but ultimately we could only get like, you know, three actors and, you know, just cause of COVID rules and stuff. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with how that came out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, we, we prepared a lot for this bit in terms of things that even never got used. Cause they ended up all being the CEO of the company, yep. but like we ended up uh, a bunch of the, the comedy producers, like, we had to like make like portfolios for all these different fake companies yep. and like financial fake financial documents that they might go over if they were the CFO and like, what about if they were the lawyer and uh, like fake legal documents, and all these other things. And then uh, it's just funny day. I was like, actually, I think we're all going to be the CEOs. And we're like, great. Yep. <laughs> no problem. And just to let everyone know, a little behind the scenes, uh, the Manduke group was was Murr. Yeah. And that's for our, you know, a story producer, person who's Megan been on the Manduke. show for a long time, Megan Manduke. Yeah. Supervising producer now, Megan, oh, Megan Manduke. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You, you know the title. Yeah. Uh, she's she's the best. Uh, and the, the guys love her and her last name. So I think Manduke <laughs> pops yep. up all over. I think it wasn't in Crunches one time. It may, may not have made the cut. 
but it was like Manduka do or something like that. Yeah. It's in there sometimes. So yeah, Megan's the best. Uh, another thing that I love, like looking forward to at the end of each turn was like the investors would really push the limits and throw them on the spot of like, or with the divorce, like for Joe yes. and Beth. And then it was also her birthday recently. So they <laughs> sang happy birthday. They would ask uh, with Prince Herb yeah. and Mo, they asked like, how is climbing Mount Everest? And I love what, <laughs> I love what Prince Herb said, which was like, oh, because of your bio on the website, <laughs> you know, really like what, which is him. such a funny like way to make him say it without <laughs> ah, it, like, it was so good. Also, Mo was great with like like uh, handling the whole like, you know, one word traction. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mo is great. Uh, any of these are marks of the episode? Um, yes. Yes, of course. I think so. I mean, because really, there's not that many marks. It's either these. It's, either these, <laughs> it's, it's the guy from dating profile or it's a snake. That snake is pretty good. So who who are you going with, Shay? I'm cross between two. I'm cross between Cam and I'm also cross between the um Murr's guy in the last bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He he was so cool. Yeah. So I don't I don't I can't really tell yet. I know. I'm I'm torn because I think it would uh, my first instinct was Cam Mm -hmm. and I should go with that. But there was something like the I really I didn't know what Q's mark would be like. That was my that was the wild card. And then where he got to was amazing. Like he, he really went all in. He was, Oh, by the way, he's, he's Walt Flanagan. Who's, if you guys uh, listen to tell yeah. Steve, Dave, you know, it's Q's good friend. Uh, we, we couldn't get Walt. So this is the best thing we could do. I don't know if Walt will just ever use his the show. Right. Walt, <laughs> uh, you know, if you, if you know Walt, then, you know, and so uh, it's, it's pretty great to, to even just have that in there. And I, I like that this guy went from zero to 60. He was all in. Donkey is a part, you know, like everyone loves margaritas. It's like a new category case. It's like most improved Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He, that he is got so better funny. as the challenge went on. So he's not the he's not the mark of the episode, not the yeah. MVP mark, but he's the most improved mark. Most improved. I love it. He gets the most improved through the through the season. I mean, one yeah. one episode. I'd have to go with Cam. I'd go with Cam as well for my mark of the episode. I thought again, a bunch of deserving ones uh, in this episode, but the cam for me is just my favorite. I also love that the company is like, none of them are serious. They are all, they're all serious sounding, you know, where it's like uh, the largest shoelace company or the, the soft shell pencil cases (laughs) like South of Canada or whatever. Yeah. You know, what was it (laughs) like the other one with pet toys? That's like, you're used like Mm -hmm. fortified carcasses. It's all like traveling salesman companies, right? Is what it sounds like to me. It's like out of like a, like an Arthur Miller play or something like that. It, like all these like defunct jobs that no longer exist. Uh, but th- this is the company and just so much space. Yeah. Uh, so much space. And But Donkey Margarita Blenders is like so funny. Like it's of the other ones. That's that. I mean, that's the craziest one. That's the one I'd invest in for sure. Yes. <laughs> oh, totally. I think that one, that one could take off actually. We got to get Guy Fieri in there. Oh, and, totally. Uh, I think that could go pretty far. Forget donkey the, the donkey dance. I really do love that one because when it started, I was like, okay, that's going to be a little goofy. Let's see how this goes. And I actually like the way it went even more because I mean, aside from like where the woman said, Beth said fortified carcasses because she remembered that. Right. But just the fact that with the margaritas, like he, he got to say, everyone loves margaritas. They're like, you know, a donkey is a party guy. Whenever you, whenever you get drunk, you get like a donkey. Yeah. And then everyone doing the hee-haw. <laughs> Wonderful. That was a great moment. If anyone is ever interested in taking like an improv class, like this challenge to me is like basically what imp- like intro to improv is. It's like the, mm-hmm. you just say yes. 
marks are all just like jumping in agreeing to these things and then it's like everybody hee-haw and <laughs> just all hee-haw together and it ends up being funny you're so absolutely yeah, de- right definitely reminded me of that totally right yeah. wow yeah so this was this was definitely one of my favorite challenges i think this is my favorite challenge of the season hmm. i think it's Ooh. so bizarre i remember when we were talking about it in the pitch like I yep. love, I love the idea, the concept. It was one, sometimes, you know, we talk about these ideas and I'm like, yeah, but are we right. even going to, are we going to be able to pull that off? And I was like, will anyone even go with it? And then now yeah. you see four people went with it because everyone's nice. You forget that, you know, human beings are nice until you watch our show. No, it definitely restores your faith in humanity when you watch some practical jokers. I think so. And that's another thing. I mean, again, when we talk about the marks, like we filmed all of this during COVID, this is pre vaccine when this yeah. bit was shot and I do think uh, a lot of the marks were just so happy to interact with people again. Like, again, everyone was tested. That's how we did it. So like all yeah, the marks were tested true. multiple times. The, the actors that played our investors tested multiple times. Once everyone got the all clear, showed up on set and we did the thing. But I think people were just like, yes, I'm in. I will do anything. I've been in my house the entire time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we get so many good marks right. uh, this season. All right. Let's talk dating profile. We've done this. Yes. A couple, we've done this challenge a couple of times. I, I, I always like it. I think one of the first times we did did it was at a coffee shop mm-hmm. and uh, Maria Menudo showed up like she they were she was like supposed to interview the guys and I think she did a turn we had a little extra time yep. and wait, did that air on the regular show I think it did did it go into the yeah. episode or I, I don't know if it was like a special thing like it went it into a special episode, I think mm-hmm. oh wow I'm sorry I'm yeah. talking I don't even know I'm just like talking out my butt I'm like <laughs> guys you didn't know this and it was like fully on an episode but- there we right, filmed yeah. so much, guys. I'm sorry. But it was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the same website name, I'll say. We we use Love Quest again. We always mm-hmm. use Love Quest. Mm. Uh and I think we have the domain name for that. It was like a thing we had to make sure we had. For sure. We'd be sued if we didn't. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, James, James S. Murray, a married man. First time doing dating profiles, married man, wearing mm. his ring out onto the floor. Uh <laughs> surefire way to lose. Even though he took it off and he lost by a lot. Uh, <laughs> That's true. You should have left it on. But yeah, this is just such a a fun uh, bit. I, I love it, and but I also love again, like because it's during COVID. He, we had to figure out he can't sit right next to this guy. So just like dumb little things, like all right, how do we get him to show the computer? Because he used to like sidle right up next to people. Mm-hmm. So then you see Murray. Uh, you know, I think you should get an Emmy for this. Uh, his acting here is going like, ooh, oh, they have they Apple TV. I can just stream. I can just stream. <laughs> Great. I love I mean, it. Throws it up onto the screen. So you get to check out James Murray's acting chops right there, which I, again, I think Emmy Award. He, he, I mean, they just came out. Did he get nominated? He did. He did for this bit, for the, the, okay. literally Good. that line. He, he Best best line in a, in a hidden camera show. Mm-hmm. We won an award. MTV. Wait. Oh, that's yeah, right. Over the break, we won an award. How about that? First award ever. We sure did. The MTV. Unscripted. TV and film un- unscripted. Yeah. Best game show. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I I, 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 I didn't watch it. I it's fine. I, I'm so sad. I didn't. I watched their acceptance speech, which I thought was really nice. I think they, you know, they always handle themselves so well in they those do. moments. But um, yeah, I I I think it's great. I, I you know, I'm pumped to to. I'll take it. I mean, I'm not going to get it, but I'll take it. I'm sorry. We'll I say it. this all the time. Mm-hmm. We beat out Wow and Out. Yeah. Yes, you do say it all the time. All the time, we We have to edit it out of the podcast constantly. You keep yelling, "We beat Wild and Out." We beat Wild and Out. Did you work on Wild and Out? Have you worked on Wild and Wild Wild and Out? I have not, but I work with a lot of people who have. A lot of our crew, um, when we're not shooting, right? 
Case, yeah. you're on the show, right? No, I was on Joking Off, which was the, like, the, off. the sister okay. show for a little yes. bit on MTV. That was yeah. pretty funny. That was that oh, was okay. that was wild because everybody was like, "Yeah, we're trying to be like wilding out." <laughs> <laughs> we vanquished Joking Off, uh, and we beat Wilding Out. Yeah, it's our first award, but yeah, I also it's funny. I uh, had no idea it was we were nominated. I got a text from my aunt who's. Uh, in her 60s that said you won the MTV award. I was like, great. So maybe we'll get, uh, do we get replica popcorn, Casey? How does this work? I don't think so. I don't think we get shit. We don't get shit. <laughs> All right. They got it. We don't get shit. Mm, I, I think I'm going to have to look at what this award looks like. I think it's popcorn and we'll mm-hmm. just make one for my house. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we deserve it. I think I, if I could, if, if I could win any award, golden. if I could win any award, I think because from growing up, I always did want the moon man. Ooh, that's true. I always wanted them. Like I, I if I, I, I've never been a person to like have a shelf of accolades or like, you know, a, like a poster of the things I've worked on. But if I got a moon man, I would show everybody the moon man. I would display that the moon man was to me, it's better than an, an Emmy. Like I, I would love to get an Emmy for music stuff, you know, for whose phone yeah. is ringing, but mm-hmm. of course, yeah, I would. But I, honestly, though, that that would be great. Yeah, the Moon Man is that. Uh, what, what do we have to do to win that? That's next. Let's do that. That's VMA. Is it a movie? A, that's a music VMA, video. That's VMA. Right, let's make a. Can we make a music video? It'd be a good punishment. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is the it. golden popcorn? That's it's that's, golden popcorn is movies. It's the um, MTV movies. Yeah, movie awards. Movie this is the first that makes year. sense. The first year they yeah. did the unscripted TV or, or whatever. So it's still the popcorn. Oh, yeah. so we're the inaugural winner. Yes, it's still the popcorn. So this is, will always be the first. That this yes. will live on forever. A hundred percent. Yeah, the moon. We the moon man. out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> please. Thousands times. Well, we did the True TV Award. Well, we did the Joker Awards. <laughs> we should do a True TV version. <laughs> we should do the True TV Awards, I think. Yeah. So you said we should do the True TV version? Yeah, we should do the True TV Awards. <laughs> we, I think we're locked for a win there. We can get something. I know, but that's, that's good. Run. You know, MTV stacks the deck. They have their own award show and they give it to their yeah. own shows. I th- I'm actually surprised we even won there because we're not even on that channel. So right. it's a huge win. No, absolutely. What would it be though? Because they have like the popcorn and the Moon Man. What would it be like? Yeah. What would the what would the oh. True TV one be? Like I feel the, like it could the Merman. Be, yeah, I think it could be of a Joker's visage. Uh, maybe a. I, uh, like I like the Merman. I like our thumbs up. Like, like, yeah, that's what we did for the Emmers, right? Yeah. 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 Maybe we just leave it at that. That works. <laughs> it's positive. Yeah. We could also do it where the true TV, since we're going to, we're going to spit some truth. It's a thumbs down and we, it's like last place gets the award. So whoever's the worst in every category. Ooh, like the Razzies. Like the Razzies. We just steal the the idea of the Razzies. (laughs) Perfect. I like it. And if we can steal slime somehow, if we can slime people like Nickelodeon awards, Mm. I feel like that'd be a real coup for us. Yeah, I don't think that, I wonder how much slime even Nickelodeon's doing anymore. So I feel like we could really take that IP. Oh, perfect. This is great. I'll buy that. I'll buy that IP. Um, All right, we'll pitch up the ladder. Yeah, so back to dating profile. I think Q, like after this bit, Q definitely talked to this guy and was like, hey, we should hang out. Like he was, he was kind (laughs) of like, this is, this is going to be my new bro. Yeah, I I definitely felt a kinship between them. Like I think maybe, yeah, either best friends or like Q will mentor him to, becoming like him I, right. I, I could see that guy wearing a, a driver's cap someday <laughs> and owning three cats and living alone that's right it's a high compliment yeah it's funny i like i love i love when the guys are in the back and they're like q kept being like this guy's so cool 
It's like so <laughs> funny. It just happens sometimes where there's like Prince Herb will be like, oh, this woman's got a great personality. Like they, I love how <laughs> yes. they like, they're like, they just always vibe. Like they just pick up a vibe from someone. Well, yeah, this kid, uh, I would say Kanye West would agree with me. The, the swagger of a college kid, I would mm-hmm. say, mm. or is that T.I.? Sorry. That's uh, T.I. on the, yeah. never fact check me. And the swagger of a college um, kid. Yes. I, I think I just lost a while in that. Um, mm, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to yeah. I, I, real quick though. I wanted to say, cause the, 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 I forgot about this, but when we started talking about Murr's acting, in the beginning of the, the the first bit, the the investors bit, when he's just talking to Cole and he's talking yeah. to that person, you get to see what Murr would be like if he was like a CEO of a company. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a little slice of like, oh, this could have gone this way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if he didn't get into TV, he definitely would have been like worked his way up at like a soft drink company or or like something and be like in charge. And you get to see a snippet of what that would be like. And I love yeah. it. I love when Murr has to be another role because no matter what, <laughs> even if he's like working behind the counter, he's like the he's like the most important person who's ever worked a cashier. Well, you know what that what you said reminded me of because I totally agree with you. You said he could have worked his way up at a uh, soda company. Was he worked uh, for a soda company one summer? But the way he brought it up to me was, yeah, that one uh, year I did selling Coke. And- <laughs> It was literally, he was selling Coca-Cola from his dorm room because the vending machine didn't have Coca-Cola. And he had, I think he had an internship with Coca-Cola and they like sent him Coke and then he, he would just get it and then sell it to people. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, he's definitely, he's always been a bit of an I can't believe that. That's, that is yeah. next level. I never knew that. Yeah, it's James S. Murray, the schemer and, uh, and, and the lover trying, trying to win uh, out here on his dating profile. Uh, again, this this kid quickly became the alpha in the room. Very <laughs> calm, cool, collected. I was surprised though because uh, you know he kept being like, "Okay, that's good." Like he kept each each answer, he kept kind of being positive. But then at the end, he was just like, "I'm going to be really honest with you." <laughs> I would think that. Yes. What did he say? Like he was like, "I I would think that you're like a, a psycho killer or something like that." <laughs> it's a psychopath. A psychopath. Yeah. I so that was a really that's that's zero to 100 in the other way that's the that that mark was like really nice and then at the end he was like look this is bad you get like <laughs> negative 10 out of 10 might be the lowest score of all time but you need friends like that just brutal honesty and that's why q wants to hang out with <laughs> that's why q wants to hang out because he tells Murr how it is absolutely um all right that's great and then we get into another Murr moment and uh, oh Murr loses the episode so many things happening at once in a good way. Like we really played up the Indiana Jones thing. The original name of this was uh, Snake Charmer. Ah, I see what we did. Snake there. Charmer. And that was the, that was the whole, that was the impetus of the whole idea was like, I think it was probably, you know, orchestrated backwards from the pun of Snake Charmer. And then, <laughs> you know, the guys get their hands on it and uh, it becomes, you know, you know, we, we, that thing I, I was, I remember talking to Joe about the, 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 yeah. the flute and we wanted to do something with it for so long. Joe plants those seeds. And then when they grow, they become a pretty fun punishment. And then he, yeah. on, on dinner party, he had done like a whole trailer for, you know, uh, Indiana Murr or Murrianda Jones, whichever way we wanted to take it. <laughs> sure. and I think at one point Gatto says Murrianda. He's like Murrianda Jones. Like he adds, <laughs> yeah. adds like an R. It's like holding on for dear life to track. <laughs> the hat, the whole thing, like, cause he, he had that hat and they started riffing on him. And then that just turns yeah. into Murph, you know, filming his own Indiana Jones 
thing. And then that comes to, comes back to bite them, snake bite them in the ass. Oh man. Yeah. Well said. I, I love it. Yeah. It's like you said, so much at once. Shout out to our art department mm-hmm. on this. I mean, Will Saxton, you know, Lucy Goldberg, uh, Lee Stryker, Epstein, they did a phenomenal job just making this uh, warehouse where we filmed it look so cool. Like, I love like torch lit hallway. Uh, yeah. Also, fun editing job there when, when he picks up the flute or the hat. Sorry, he picks up the hat and then he turns into Indiana Jones with this cool guy jacket. <laughs> yeah, I think that. that was all Marina. Marina had that idea from Marina Catala, like our, our, um, yeah. Showrunner. or EP yeah. showrunner. Um, yeah. I'm not going with titles guys. I don't see titles. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and she, she was like, I want to do this shot. I want it to do this thing. And so we like made sure that she got what she wanted. Like when, if that's the thing with the show, if like, if somebody has an artistic vision, the guys were like, okay, let's, let's shoot it. Let's see if it works. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you, man. Like that's the production design is what the punishment is. Like, I mean, it's great. I would be fine with him just like out in the open with snakes, but adding all that stuff. Yeah. It just, it's just so it adds to the lore. I love that. I love that they have that attention to detail. I mean, also that the fake snake coming out of the basket, I thought it was a pretty legitimately good jump scare, even for me at home. Like I, I forgot that we did that. Yeah. And when the, the snake came out, I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, oh, it's fake. I think, um, I think haters will say it's real. I know. I think haters will be like, oh, there's not going to use real snakes. And then when the real snakes come, they'll be like, I should have known, you know? Cause I think it takes a little while for there to see, to see a real snake. So I could yeah. see some people being like, oh, they're not even going to use real snakes. And then they're, they'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Those snakes that spill out. That's also like a great, that shot is great too. That was like unbelievable, creepy, scary, whatever you want to call it. Like all of them just spilling out when that slide door opens, which I also have another detail that I'm like, what a fun thing to like rig up. It just, it's so, it works so well on camera. It looks great. Yeah. Our department really killed it. And then also, I mean, that's Emily in the flute video, right? Who's that? Oh, that is. Yeah. I didn't even put that together. I wasn't Yeah, because we didn't get like, we couldn't, uh, there's a real, I don't think she, I don't know, even know she could play the flute, but basically we, there was a real YouTube flute video that we used for Murray. So he like watched the video and uh, he tried to play the Arabian riff. The, and uh, yeah, like, but we couldn't get in touch with the person to like get that cleared. So then for the edit, we had to have one of our people make a copy of that video that we will then show on TV. So yeah, the art department really uh, went from the cradle to the grave on this one. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, the cradle. Did a, did a wonderful punishment. Let me tell you guys something that I'm disappointed in. If I were to bet money, I would have put a lot of yeah. money down that Murr would have been able to play it. I've, he's, you don't realize this, yeah. but Murr has musical ability. If mm-hmm. he's added a piano, he'd be able to get that melody out in a second. And I really yeah. thought that that would go to flute too, because when he did play at Sam Ash, after like, like you know, 10 minutes or not even like five minutes, he started to like work out some notes and I was in my head. I was like, I think he'll be able to get it. I was almost nervous. He could get it too quick, but he didn't. He really didn't. Again, this is almost like back to the beginning where I was so confident in him being able to run a full marathon. You're a very good musician and you're, and you were then confident in Murray's ability to take his uh, fledgling skills and turn them into something complete. And, uh, 
and we were both wrong. I think. The thing is, <laughs> I mean, you know, that's our problem, yes. James. We believe too much. We believe in people. We have a lot of faith uh, in James Murray. The guys were smart enough to have a backup and have that little song there, which is a, it's also a great reveal. Like, hey, you could have just played this MP3. <laughs> and that snake going around him is also pretty scary. Like, he, you're right, though. He may have, in a Sam Ash, played the Arabian riff, mm-hmm. but I think he was legitimately scared with a boa constrictor or python it's like python. circling him so another thing a little behind the scenes is that all those other snakes they could be together but then they couldn't have all those little smaller snakes with the big mm-hmm. snake that was like a whole that's a whole thing mm-hmm. so like we have to work with like snake handlers also there needed to be like the right temperature of the whole place yeah and the floor snakes. was actually too cold so we had to we had to actually heat the floor which is why we have so many if inside those cubby the cubbies were blankets a heated blankets because the floor was too cold for the snake so that was That's like we have to wild. we have to we have to work around like you know you think talent is tough these snakes really have <laughs> a lot of demands they're real divas divas yeah. snakes. 200 of them big time i wonder how much it costs you know how much it costs shay to have the snakes i don't i do know we had 200 snakes but i don't know how much 200 snakes? We had 200 snakes. And at wow. the end, we had to gather, like, get all the snakes. And we thought we lost two, but we found them. Wow. That's <laughs> like two, two kind of like got away. <laughs> it was kind of scary. <laughs> that is, I can't believe that. That's such a good fact. Wow. Um, well, good thing we found They're them. They're probably just that crafty. Carol was like, my snakes. <laughs> They're probably just getting some snacks, snake snacks. <laughs> Yeah, head of the crafty they're, station. They're so small, so you can't. They're really, really small. The, the other, the um, the baby ones that we had, the first ones that came out. Yeah, they're a mixture of sizes, so the, right. a lot of them were really small. So it was hard to find them, and then they kind of like blend in with the wood. And it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> Wait, didn't we have a snake handler? Like yeah. it sounds like two. you were in charge of finding them. <laughs> we had to. The whole group, the whole crew, kind of jumped in. We were all like looking for at least two snakes. Now, wild. In terms of punishments. How would you two feel doing this? Mm, I'm not a snake person. Can you do like for a bunch of reasons, like for the snakes, but for the flute stuff? Off the bat, would love to be Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Great. Big fan of that. So that's like 10 of 10. Uh, like music would like to try to play the flute, but then you bring the snakes on board. I'd hate it. I, I, I'd really not like to be surrounded. I, I don't like snakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, as a runner, uh, I used to run a lot in the woods. Mm-hmm every now and then you you'd cross a snake on your path and it would always scare the shit out of me mm-hmm. especially like when we're in different parts of the country in the south i'd be like terrified of like cotton mouths yeah i don't know why i've never seen one but i was positive one would come out and bite me <laughs> yep. when i was like down the swamp so like I, I definitely have a fear of snakes i this would be a real punishment for me i would not want to do it at all mm-hmm. Shay? we we actually just worked with another snake and i i held the snake it was a big snake that's right but I don't think I could be alone. Like we had the handler was right there and like right. kind of hold. I don't think I could be alone. So it would be a punishment for me because I'm, I'm a punk. Because it was like choking you too, right? Yeah, it started to like, it was, cr- I, I know. What? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. It went around, and Stella too. It went around, yes. our, you know, our um, production kinda manager, like Stella. wrapped around our bodies and stuff. No, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, it just wraps around your neck and like it wants to kill you. Um, <laughs> inherently. I mean, you know, that's our fall from grace as humanity, right? A snake Ding. tricked us. Yeah, it took us out of Eden. What about you, Case? So this is this is tough because I think I'd be able to knock out that melody real quick. You'd have to you'd have to make me play Stairway <laughs> to Heaven or something. Um, yeah. uh, but like you know, like the that Arabian like tune is like four notes really, just like yeah. in, it's like you know one you know like it's like one two three two one one two three four three two one like that's it's it's pretty quick for your it's only four <laughs> fingers. 
on the same notes. So I, that's for me, I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be easy, but that's, you're right. Like I, I know that there's a snake handler probably somewhere, but if I don't see that snake handler, I'm like, I don't like, I don't, what if I do something wrong and Mm -hmm. like it it goes off the tracks. So yeah, snakes definitely bother me. I, although I would say that I, I'm more afraid of spiders like Q's tarantula punishment would be harder. And you know, that's the other thing that was fun about this was I was in my head. I was like, even if Murr knows the melody and, and or can play the melody, he'd be nervous with the snakes and it would make him mess up. So he'd be like, you know, like be kind of blowing and like, you know, distracted and nervous. That's that to me too would mess with me. I'd probably mess up because you know, a flute's not my first or fourth instrument. (laughs) You would definitely be scared then. I, I get it. This actually reminded me of a, uh, we had a question from a fan. Great. From the at uh, 30 and nerdy pod. Also Great. very smart to okay. way to plug your pod by asking a question from your podcast, Twitter. Very uh, smart. What's the most scared a joker has been in a situation, not counting skydiving or tightrope walking? Mm. Oh. I would say Prince Herbert has been, has been scared multiple times. Like, and he's the easiest to scare. And in mm-hmm. some ways I think, probably the, the most scared if there was like a scare level, but yeah. I'm pretty sure Q is pretty messed up from the, the snakes. He was pretty pissed about it. He was pretty like shooken up by, by the, sorry, the spiders. The spiders, spiders yeah. Sorry His whole that. thing is he didn't want to hurt the spiders, but him being scared, he thought that he would like wipe them or like, 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 a, ref- hit yeah, them. like a reflex. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't want to hurt the spiders. He's, you know, he's very big on animals. And let me give you a dark horse one. Uh, Sal really wasn't going to climb that ladder Mm-mm. in the uh, the fireman triple punishment. He was like terrified to get to the top, and then Q is like, "All right, yeah, I knew you wouldn't do it, but but he was legit like terrified of heights mm-hmm. uh, at that moment. But again, because he's on the ground and not at the top and everything, it, it kind of is overlooked. But he was pretty terrified of that. I might go with James Murray and the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was my backup one. I totally agree. James Murray and the sharks. It's all about animals, guys. You never know what they're going to do. Don't. You can't predict them. Oh, that's what they say. Kids and animals. Never act with kids and animals. <laughs> yeah. Our show brings out the best in humanity mm. and the worst in the animal kingdom. That's right. <laughs> so we, that's what we always say about it. Somebody once pointed out to me that like in any show where, where there's like extras and there's children, one of them is going to be looking directly into the camera. And now anytime I see a crowd scene, I get so distracted because I find the one kid who's looking into the camera. <laughs> like it happens in everything, like Marvel movies, uh, like in Loki, yeah. there was a big crowd shot and there's just a kid spiking the lens, just looking right down the barrel. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I, I have to stop looking for it. But like now it's on my mind. I'm, I'm probably like passing the curse to you guys. Right I was now. getting ready to say, now I'm going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm also going to try to do it on our show. Yes. It's like you have seven, seven days in the ring, oh, okay. but it's going to look into a lens. That's Sorry, great. that's distracting. Go on. <laughs> no, I was just saying, I, I want to do that in our show. We should all make a pact to do that. Whenever we're in the background of a Joker shoot, just look dead into the camera. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll carry on that tradition uh, from Marvel and every other crowd scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we're kind of in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah, I think so. Captain Fatbelly is right. probably an Avenger, right? Yeah, or at least a Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah. One of those. He's kind of the, a guardian of the boroughs. Yeah. Although he told most of the boroughs to suck it, except for Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And Jersey. Yeah, I, I consider it as part of that cinematic universe for sure. And I think they do as well. Yeah. Good question. Uh, Want to do some more questions? Yeah, we got another one here. This is from at 
Brandy3981. Uh, I have a theory as to why you guys made Sal say in this one bit that the thing he would change about himself is his butt is too long. Was that referencing the fact that in the Universal episode, the actor played Neville Longbottom took his turn? I don't think it is. Uh, I would like to just lie to you, but I think as an inside joke, Sal and I would make a joke about how many inches is your butt as if it's like a cool, it's cool to have a, to have more, have a butt that's bigger. And we'd be yeah. like, whoa, that guy's got like, like a 12 inch butt. So I think that's where that came from. Yeah. But I, should, I also, I also now just remember everything I just said there, switch it out with print herb. Okay. And I apologize. <laughs> I, I love fan theories and that's one of my favorite ones that I've seen. Cause it's like, that just means like you're ingesting so much jokers and you're thinking about it, thinking about it critically. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's something like as a, as someone that was an English minor, I had to do a lot of uh, BS papers like that, where you just like overanalyze a text and try to put some meaning behind it. I feel like that's what uh, Brandy did right there. So great job. I think you could probably uh, defend that theory, but it is incorrect. All right. And do we want to hop in and do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. This one comes from at Nikki Elena. Uh, I'm just curious what the writing process is for Impractical Jokers because I've heard the guys made comments that the show is mainly making stuff up as they go, aka improv. So is it just combining ideas and writing them down or what? Yeah, that's a good question. We get that question a lot, especially, you know, James and I as, as like, you know, comedy producers. Yeah. I guess the thing would be that we help generate ideas in the, like, it, I, when I kind of come up with stuff, I'm like, what would the guys come up with? You know, they set the tone of the show. They came right. up with the majority, especially early on. They started, they had the idea of the show. So we're always trying to think of that, but also kind of, you know, bring our own sensibilities, our own comedic personalities to it. But it's always like, we always want to push the show in. And I think this episode is a good example, especially the first challenge of like, what else can we do with this, you know, hidden camera thing where, you know, it's a, it's a game, it's a game, but like, you know, the, the embarrassments on the guy, you know, th- those are kind of things we have to do Yeah. as long as it's like, it's either got to be like purely embarrassing for the guy or it's gamified where there's like a way, although this actually, this first bit, I don't think we'd be able to do it in other seasons because yeah. it's not that embarrassing for the Joker. It's really just like the luck of the draw with the mark, yeah. but then you need to use your own personality and skill to keep them in. Like when Prince Herb is like, you know, when he says stuff like, um, like, you know, what's, what's a good word? And he says traction. He's like, traction is going to be art. That's our whole mentality. It's like giving him, right. keeping him confident. And there's that other thing of like, oh, because of the website, it said that you climbed Mount Everest. He's helping, he's helping that along. So there's like those personalities you have to put into it. But for the most part, that whole challenge, the way you got to think about it is like, that's the guys flexing their comedic tone, their voice. Like what they find funny is that entire challenge to put somebody yeah. on the spot. And it's, it's, it's almost more pranky than other stuff we've done in the past, to be honest with you. But it's not like, haha, we got you. It's just like, let's see how far, how willing this person is to go along with this bit, this charade. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the way I look at that too, is it's one of the weirder ones. And that's why I like pairing a weirder challenge with something that's more up the middle, like dating profile, where it's yeah, like this is like almost, I would almost say like a rinse and repeat bit, where it's mm-hmm. like we can do dating profile once a season if we want to. We don't, but this is probably this is like the third or fourth time we've done it. That's like the show. The, uh, I have a dating profile, but I didn't write it. The other guys wrote it, right? And so. Uh, sometimes and we'll help the guys like pitch ideas like hey what what do you think about this or like you know and like different like little slugs they could say 
uh, you know, like the Bergamot Rose and the nape of your neck. Like maybe, you know, you might pitch mm-hmm. that to one of the guys and be like, hey, it'd be embarrassing to send this out to Murray. So you do stuff like that as well. But like what Casey's saying is like, it's a lot of coming up with ideas for segments, uh, whether that segment's a challenge or a punishment. That is the majority uh, of the gig is like just coming up with big ideas and giving the guys, uh, again, like, the lanes that they've created and just giving them the space to go out and improvise after that. So it's okay, great. Uh, you know, what if you guys were like working at an eyeglass store and we just worked with one mark the entire time and you went from here to there, to there, to there, to there. It's like that. Yeah. It would be like an idea you can pitch, even though I think Gatto may have come up with that idea. I'm not positive who did, uh, at this point, but that's my guess. Uh, do you know, Casey, who came up with one Mark gauntlet as we call it? No, I think, I, I think it was probably just like a, on set. Yeah. Just like, or, or something where someone was like, Oh, we could do this into this thing. And then they were like, well, we can yeah. keep doing it. This into this, into this. They always kind of wanted to do that. A, a good way to think of the show in terms of coming up with ideas or like why that happened early on in the show, we figured out like, okay, we have to film a lot of these challenges, like, you know, multiple days a week. So it's a lot of work just for four guys. Yeah. So they were like, we need like to hire people to help us. And then that way we could oversee. So it's like, let's say we get like 50 ideas from like the, the comedy producers. We get to look at them, pick our favorites. That inspires this for me. I could turn this into this. Keep this a secret for Murr. You know, like there's, there's, that's the thing. It's like, uh, what, what do you call it? Like when you export <laughs> or like how, like, you know, a phone call bank, they're like, oh, we'll just get, we'll get some people in, in another country to do all the <laughs> to do all like the oh, outsourcing outsourcing. That's right. it, baby. They're outsourcing to us. And we are another country for the guys. And it's like <laughs> anything else. Like I remember when I was a kid, just thinking like David Letterman wrote his top 10 list every night, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, yes, yeah. every day he wrote his top 10 list and he would go out and show the people in his audience and then wake up and do it again the next day. Sometimes this thing happens where like Prince Herb will be like, oh, for this bit, it needs to be something like this. And then he'll give us like 15 examples and we'll be like, okay, we'll just use those. <laughs> we'll just use those examples he gave us. <laughs> he, did, he did the work. So that's good. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, so thanks, uh, Nikki Elena, for the question. Good question. Good questions all around. We love love the questions. Hashtag Joker's podcast. Podcast? What did I just say? Joker's <laughs> podcast. Yeah, podcast it'll be a new Q's Brew podcast. Have you guys been watching I Think You Should Leave? Just started it last night. Did you see the casket one? No. Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> check it everybody out. should Fans, watch. Check it out. Oh, but you did see the, the you did see the one where he's in the costume in the mall, right? No, I because I came in my my wife was watching it and then I just came in. So I, is that like one of the first episodes? I didn't yeah, see it. It is in the first episode. I think it's in no, the first second. Okay. So came in in the I'm just telling everybody to watch. I think you should leave. It's a very funny show that's on Netflix starring Tim Robinson. This guy, Zach yeah. Kanan and him came up with the show. It's the second season. And there's two things in it that like, well, one thing is the one thing is it's not like jokers, but it's set up almost like our, our good friend, Gary Richardson is like yeah. behind the microphone in the van as Tim is all like in a costume and he goes out into a mall as if he's going to do some hidden camera shenanigans but yeah. it's just a very uncomfortable costume and it really makes me laugh oh all right gotta check it out so that's 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 the uh, other show recommendation of the week guys that's what we do now every sh- every episode starting now i love it and maybe not next week <laughs> i can't wait to beat them at an award show someday yep the true tv awards Come and get it. So I think you should leave. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I'm James McCarthy. I'm Casey Jost. I'm Shay. I don't what was this my Can last name. Can you say name? your first name? Or maybe Shayvon DeBerry? <laughs> I mean, it's completely up to you. Shay, it's Shayvon DeBerry. You got me saying my last name wrong. 
It's Shayvon DeBerry, but nobody. It's Shay. I'm Shay. <laughs> All right, I love you guys. Love you. Bye, Shayvon DeBerry. <laughs> I love you. Au guys. revoir. Peace out. The official Impact to Jericho podcast.